Christian. And this is Damon. And this is the Amazing Nerd Show. We're back. Yes. Again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, didn't we start when we when we wanted to do this? We said we're gonna do this bi weekly, and somehow we are three it's, episodes in three weeks. It's in a row. weekly. It's <laughs> weekly. We're junkies. Yeah. Podcasting junkies. Um, yeah, yeah, we're back. You know, there's so much to talk about. I feel like if we take a week off, we're gonna miss something. Yeah, definitely. So I mean but first, the most important thing that we need to talk about, iTunes. That's right. We are on iTunes. And we've got a little contest going. But before I go any further, we are actually going to go ahead and we are going to extend our contest. We've been having some issues with iTunes. Some people are telling us they're leaving us reviews, but for some reason we can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an issue if you're trying to do a contest, contest based yeah. on reviews. And we appreciate all the reviews that have been coming in so far. We definitely like your feedback and we want to hear more. All four of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so please, people, give us reviews. Um, you know, just to help celebrate being on iTunes. We're running our first contest. Um, all you have to do is just look us up. Click subscribe, give us a five-star review um, or rate, and then uh, write a review for us. You'll automatically be entered um, into a random drawing. The grand prize is a $50 Amazon gift card, but there will also be a couple more prizes. Um, winners will be announced during a future episode. So we're probably going to extend the contest for a couple weeks um, just to figure out what's going on with the yeah. reviews. But from what I'm hearing from other podcasters iTunes is weird. <laughs> so that's what I'm getting. That's the yeah. gist of what the everyone's gist. telling me right now. It's just, you know, you'll write a review and it'll show up a week later. So we're going to wait it out just out, you know, out of fairness to everyone. We don't want to miss anyone's review and not have them entered in the contest. So, but we do appreciate it. Please keep those reviews, subscribes, and rates coming. So, yeah, man. How you been doing? I've been doing great. Uh... Looking on the line, saw that there's a new figure. We're going to be talking a little bit of uh, scarier things today. That's right. We're uh, getting spooky, people. <laughs> Beginning of the year. Why not? Yes. <laughs> uh, but speaking of terrifying characters, they're the Prime 1 character for uh, uh, Metal, they did the statue of, where there was um, the Man Who Laughs Joker. Oh, yes. Looks sick. Yes, it's glorious. <laughs> it is glorious. And it's if it wasn't, it's going to probably end up being $1,000. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but those, I want it so bad. Those statues are usually, those premium format mm -hmm. statues are, are pretty pricey. So, um, but well worth site, it. I started looking at all their other ones just to get like a kind of a price value. Stay it's like away. 500 600 It's Stay like, away. oh. Stay and they usually do short runs. So, mm -hmm. you know, once they go off market, they blow up to, you know, a couple thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. So. Jeez. Yeah, no, but it is a beautiful, beautiful statue. Absolutely. Um, I'm super excited because I just found out that Samoa Joe is voicing a Transformer character. Oh, for I know. For the new uh, Transformer the... cartoon, yeah. Oh, cartoon, okay. Yes, yes. So I'm really excited about that. I, I'm trying to think who he was going to be. Was it Unicron? It just, I mean, which would be a perfect fit. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got... Uh, Unicron was voiced by uh, Orson Welles. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> yes. So, and Joe's got that voice. He knows mm -hmm. how to project. So, I thought that was a pretty cool crossover, if I do say so myself. You know, perfect marriage of my nerdum, mm -hmm. Transformers and wrestling. So, yeah. 
Yeah, pretty cool. So what else is going on, man? Um, we have stuff to talk about with comics. That's right. What was on your pull list? I read Darth Vader and Champions and Avengers and Mr. Miracle. I didn't read Astonishing, which is the one I wanted to get That's to. That's all right. I completely forgot. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it's still there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll come back to it. We're going to definitely talk about it today either way. Cause I'm oh, I'm talking about it. That's... <laughs> <laughs> um, man, yeah. Darth Vader. Uh, just, I don't know what where they are in continuity-wise. Because the way that ended just kind of confused me. How did it end? It ended, spoilers. I, yeah, sorry, spoilers ahead of time. So uh, he's been fighting. Well, he was trying to capture. Let me start. Let me start <laughs> a little, a little back. So the emperor sent out this list to um, Darth Vader, saying, "Here's all the um, like Jedi that are still alive in the universe. Go kill." Them. Oh, so it's like the Jedi hunt then. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Just go take care of them. But then he was like, "But this one, I want you to bring alive." And it was um, just, just oh, new. I might have to. I'm Come back in, re-edit that. <laughs> For it? <laughs> yeah. Um, she was the librarian in the... Um, the Jedi... Uh, Council. Yeah. Council. Okay, okay. So she was the one that knew like all the information, everything. Um, she had all the secrets of the Jedi, pretty much. Wow. And she and, made it out of yeah, she made it Order out. Uh, she 66? Made it out alive. She okay. was in the temple when it happened. Yeah, when, when all the younglings got... Exactly. Yeah, right? <laughs> so I don't know... How she survived, but she got. She out obviously there. bailed. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Um, and she was been she's been making holocrons with all the information of the Jedi. All right. And she started making a new library on a different planet. Okay. So um, she comes back to Coruscant because there's apparently something there for her to still get out of the library, and she's afraid that someone was going to pick it up. So this sounds like it's pre New Hope. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely pre New Hope. Okay. okay. But the way it ended seemed like there might have been a time jump or something. All right, interesting. So he's been fighting um, Jasatu Nu. I think that's how you say her name. That's okay. That's I okay. know we'll that's how it looks, it. but um, some nerd will, you know, <laughs> message you until you're an idiot. So yeah, exactly. That's okay. um, he's been fighting her, uh, trying to capture her, and then once he finally did uh, capture her, she starts um, telling them that that's Anakin Skywalker. He starts tell uh, she starts telling all oh, the troops me... around because he did. They don't know. They don't know that he is Darth Vader now. Oh, interesting. Okay. And what's uh, Vader's reaction? Uh, he throws everyone out of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> and blames her. Says, oh, this was on you. That's what she did. You know. That's what she got. <laughs> I had to kill everyone. Mm -hmm. Don't and he also, make me act this uh, way. He finds out the thing that she was coming back for was a list of all the um, Force-sensitive people in the galaxy. Oh, so they had like a list of everyone mm -hmm. who was force sensitive. Yeah, the Jedi had a like continuous list. Oh, so they're like scouting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, and that's what the Emperor was going to do: build more Vaders. That was his goal. Interesting. Oh, I like it. Who's this written by? Uh, this is written by Soul. Oh, okay, nice. So nice. really well done. Um, Soul's everywhere, huh? I know. <laughs> Weird, right? He's doing Vader. He's doing Astonishing. Mm -hmm. He's doing Daredevil. Wow. All right. I'm sure he's doing something else too. I don't know about. As we know, Emperor did not get that list. Uh, Vader destroys it and then kills her. Okay. Well, there you go. Mm -hmm. nice and then um, the library gets like sealed off on a different planet, and that's how it ends. It ends with um, it looks like Luke finding the library. Okay, so there's a little time jump that happens. I, it must end. be. Yeah. I didn't see any like that's not a new years hope. later, but yeah, that's not a new way hope later. Luke. Okay. 
how does he end up with just a couple books and a tree? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to wrap my head around. I was like, wait a minute, but he only has this much information. Yeah, oh, well, know. all right. It's okay. That's all right. Let's not, get, let's not go down that rabbit hole. I know. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, okay. Well, it sounds like an awesome read. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. I had not checked out any of the Vader books. Has it been strong? It's been strong. It's, um, I felt like it was uh, a downgrade from the previous Vader books that they had running at that time. Okay. Because they, it was a very interesting story. You had um, the Emperor pretty much putting him up against all these other possible candidates to be um, his uh, apprentice. Oh, okay. And then I didn't get to see anything happen after that. So. <laughs> wow. All right. So, and this, was that written by Soul 2? I'm not sure. Okay. I do have them at home. I have them the volume books. Well, it looks like I'm going to be doing some uh, diving into back issues now. Mm. That sounds awesome, man. Uh, Mr. Miracle. Yeah. Just How another... Did You read Mr. Miracle, I read right? it, yes. Just I mean, definitely a middle issue, but still fantastic. A fantastic issue. <laughs> I mean, I want to say this is one of my favorite issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I love the whole, we're storming the castle, spoilers people, mm. and they're not talking anything about what they're doing (laughs) they're going through all these obstacles you know he's about to confront his brother quotations um and they're talking about redecorating their house Mm. you know a a conversation i've had with my wife a hundred times and they're carrying it through while you know killing guards yeah not giving them a second thought not a second (laughs) thought uh fighting sea creatures Mm. Just a whole lot of craziness, but I mean, just I mean, just what you expect, what you've come to expect from this book. Yeah, uh, even King still even found a way to make it deep. Like uh-huh. there's that moment where it starts getting into how he feels and why he feels that the house should be this certain way. Uh-huh. And I was, I was like, oh, okay, so this isn't just like joke after joke after joke. This is well, part of me felt like they're having this conversation to make themselves feel like everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That there's a future after this day. Yeah. You know, it's like almost, you know, making them feel comfort, like comfort, you know, like, hey, it's okay. We're, we're going to see past today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of like almost a nervous, you know, banter going on between the two. Yeah. Um, I thought it was great. And just once again, the artwork was fantastic. The mm-hmm. use of panels, just awesome. I mean, the book is just beautiful. A must read. If you're not reading Mr. Miracle, stop what you're doing now and pick up Mr. <laughs> I'm, Miracle. I've been telling that people at, uh, at work that. Really? Like, read this book. <laughs> Even if you're not into comics, just read this Yeah, there's book. not many people at work who are into comics. Exactly. So <laughs> you're just stopping people walking yeah. in. Listen, Mr. Miracle, read it. They, they come to swipe in behind me. I'm like, hey, have you heard of Mr. Miracle? <laughs> <laughs> like a dealer. A dealer of awesome. The only problem I had with this book is that it ended. I mean, that's that's how much it was enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. And it's I wanted a, to see that fight, too. And the fact that I have to wait two months. That's the killer, right? It's a two-month wait now. Because uh, it's been pretty much monthly. Mm-hmm. And it goes... It's a 12-issue run, correct? Yeah. So we're on issue... 12 or 16, right? Is it 16? I hope it's 16. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it might be 12, though. Okay. I thought it was 12. Mm. Now, what they're doing over there, what King's doing, is just awesome. I mean, it, it is just a fantastic once-in-a-lifetime story that is going to be collected, reread, talked about for years. Mm. So, you know, jump on the train now while you can. So, but yeah, no, I read Astonishing. Um, kind of tying up loose ends of where they, you know, ended last arc. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got this, spoilers, you've got Professor X back. He's in Phantom X's body. 
Um, he definitely feels younger. Mm-hmm. He definitely feels more vibrant. You know, is it definitely a different Professor X? Where I almost start questioning, is this our Professor X? You know, did they actually bring back Professor X? Because he feels so different. Um, that would be know. an interesting element if there's like part of the Shadow King with him. Like their minds kind of melded a little. Yeah. I almost want them to, I want this to be Professor X, mm-hmm. you know, and like kind of play up the fact that, you know, not that he's drunk with power because he will have all Phantom X's powers. He's in his body. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see a, a, a whole different side of Professor X. This badass ninja Professor X <laughs> who's gone through the uh, Weapon X program. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just, I mean, an interesting read. Definitely kind of a setup book, though. So, I mean, where the last arc, I felt like they didn't really waste any issues. Mm. I mean, they jumped into the fire right off the bat with that first issue. Um, this one felt a little slower. You know, well, they didn't leave to... you with a lot of questions, but it is something that they could have answered more slowly throughout this next arc. Yeah, and I feel like this was something where, like, okay, we need to like have this conversation, get this over mm-hmm. with, because by the end of this issue, a huge villain shows up, um, Portis, and I hope I'm saying his name right, one of the biggest all-time X-Men villains, most powerful at least, show up, and they've unleashed him from the Astral Plane. So now they're they're back in the fire again. So they're I think they're standing on a building and they're facing down Portis and we'll see what happens. So it sounds like, you know, Soul's continuing that, mm. you know, pace of just, you know, breakneck speed and jump right into it and let's go. So and if that's what the book is, that's awesome. You know, because I feel like that's what a lot of the other X-Men books are missing. It's just that kind of, you know, uh, pedal to the metal. Mm. Let's go on an adventure. Let's kick ass. You know, just fun. I mean, that's what I loved about metal. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. when you look at that. I'm also interested in seeing if this Xavier might show up in the Avengers storyline that we're getting right now. I would think that he would eventually have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a big storyline. You know, and it's so. playing with almost every single character. Yeah. Um, Resurrection 3 came out. Um, did you read it? Um, remind me what happened. <laughs> basically the whole issue is getting you from point a to getting you to point oh a. it was the one that you were more disappointed with correct? yeah just a little i mean it just felt kind of an in-between mm-hmm. issue um it was really getting the x-men to the gateway of where i'm guessing gene is right yeah. now you know that little that. town mm-hmm. they discovered in new mexico Emma Frost sends them there, and um, they discover that there's this kind of which I didn't portal. like that that whole moment where she's just like, yeah, I just figure that they're there because I remember this from uh, yes. Cyclops. Yes, it was kind of gross too. Yeah. <laughs> it was Cyclops' uh, happy place mm-hmm. um, when they're intimate. So, but yeah, so and Emma's just kind of a gross character right now. <laughs> um, I'm not a huge fan of what they've done with Emma. So, and I was kind of interested. It felt weird the reaction to Emma. Hmm. I would think there'd be a lot more hostility going on. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I mean, there was some, but it wasn't. Yeah, not as much as I would think. You know, um, I did like the line of, you know, she mentioned who she brought with, and she brought a bunch of killers with her, Kitty. So Mm -hmm. it was like Wolverine and Warpath. And so she was ready to throw down if she needed to. So Mm -hmm. I did enjoy that line. Emma made kind of a snarky remark, of course, because it's Emma. Um, But yeah. Yeah, so this was kind of an in-between issue, you know, getting you, you know, from A to B, bridging the story. Uh, how'd you feel about the art of the issue? 
I feel like it was definitely a downgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like they tried to get someone who could kind of mimic the artist from the last couple issues, mm-hmm. but I felt like he kind of failed. So it was very similar artwork, but just, just not a lot as of good. Body proportions, like yeah, kind of, yeah, odd. and that drives me crazy as a fan. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. just kind of like as a reader, like all of a sudden, you know, your characters are five eight, and then their next page they're stretched out to six three. Mm-hmm. You know, or like Colossus looks like he's as tall as Wolverine for some reason. So like just weirdness yeah. going on. So, but yeah, no, I mean, and I don't want to crap on any artist, but yeah, definitely <laughs> not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy that kind of stuff, great. But yeah, definitely disappointing overall, but we'll see where it leads to. I mean, if this was collected, I probably wouldn't even notice this as an issue. So, um, I caught up and I finished the, um, world's collide storyline with champions. Okay. Um, uh, spoilers, because we're going to just talk spoilers at yeah. this point. Cause... Yeah. Spoilers for everything. <laughs> Champions has been out. The World's Collide's been out for a while. Yeah. Now. I think everyone should be getting there caught up. Um, if you're interested, you're caught up. Yeah. And if you're not, then who cares? <laughs> right? Um, so far, this was a good storyline for Champions. It was because most of the previous storylines I've read with Champions have been very murky, childish, and didn't really... Unnecessary. It felt like a champion storyline, too. Mm. I know the Avengers, it was a crossover, but it felt very, like, champion-centric. Yeah. You know, I felt like the Avengers were just there as props. You know, focusing around them trying to be individuals and be a team on their own and not be just sidekicks to these adults. Mm -hmm. I got it. The the storyline between Viv and Vision, it kind of was good, but I, I didn't believe it. I didn't feel a lot of it. For me, like... Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I think it... I'm a new father, so maybe (laughs) it pulled at my heartstrings a Mm. little, but overall, like, I felt like the whole arc was kind of filler. Yeah. You know, and I was was saying before, like, I felt like this wasn't really how you should have started off your reboot, your big legacy event um, with this story. Especially after such a big event. Yes. That it was pushed so hard onto us. Because really, if you read this story, it felt like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. You know, the last six months, you would have no clue. Um, so it was, it was definitely an interesting choice that they made. Um, I don't know. And I, I mean, spoilers. How it ended, I was a little confused. Obviously, it's going to kind of. I think it's going that the rest of the story is going to be told in the champions. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's two vivs. So. I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Vision decided to try to make his daughter over again. I just said just kill Vivian her. dies. Yeah. Yeah. And then he <laughs> tries to build her again with hopes of bringing her back somehow. He's not sure how. He kind of explains that this is his way of dealing with, you know, grief and, you know, and then somehow her essence, you know, and I don't know how to explain this, jumps through <laughs> Even dimensions. that didn't make sense. She goes, what was the uh, high, ev- high evolutionary's yes. uh, body, which is all code, and somehow that transports she her. She becomes code. And then she somehow is able to project herself across dimensions into towards her body, but misses her body and just shows up, but her body comes to life. And with the way that High Evolutionary was explaining that they could both get back, why didn't he also go back with her? I have no idea. And maybe he did. Because he... Well, not with him yelling, No, wait! Like... I don't know, man. 
I have no right. clue. It doesn't make. I guess a lot you got to read champions <laughs> to figure out what the hell's I guess going so. on. Because yeah, no, I had no clue. I felt like oh, she's totally gonna just jump right back into her old body. Mm. All right, you All know, right. everything's so undone. Your vision. What mm. do you do now that you have two daughters? Do you now that you've create we've created her and also your original daughters come back? What would your decision be at that point? Well, I don't think he can. He's he's gonna keep both of them. Mm. You know to. To him, you know, the one he just created is still a person. So he's keeping both daughters. He'll probably change her name and, you know. I don't. I don't need that. I mean, no. they do oh, look I agree. different. I, I, I agree biggest. 100%. Yeah, no, I don't need that. And I think you're going to have this whole, like, old Vivian tutoring, <sighs> new Vivian dynamic. And, you know. That to- totally yes. sounds like a champion's line yes. as well. So. Yes. I, I have this, yeah. I have this. <sighs> Or this, yeah, this feeling that's just going to be something I'm not interested in. So will I be picking up any future Champions books? Probably not, unless Christian tells me they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I want to know if they make any drastic changes. But if, I, if the next book is terrible, I'm not, I'm gonna once again put Champions down. Yeah, it's just I keep on giving it a shot, but it's just not doing it for mm-hmm. me. And I was so excited about it when it first debuted, but no, no, thank you. You know, wait. I mean, Wade in general has just not been doing it for me lately. Mm. You know, with what he's been doing over the Avengers, what he's been doing with the Champions. God, I haven't even read the um, continuation of Captain America after. Yeah, he's on it. Uh, Captain America that really didn't hit home for me either. So yeah, I've been a little disappointed now. But hold on, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to Avengers six seventy five, the big no surrender storyline that's going to be spanning sixteen issues. Mm-hmm. It's going to be weekly. Did you read the first issue? Yes. What did you think? I I was interested. I was interested with, with in the way that they played with so many characters and it was on such a grand scale. Mm-hmm. And while I was reading it, I kept trying to figure out what's going on, what's happening, why why did this happen? And But most of the time when I was thinking about it, I was thinking about the previous story arc that they just did. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking, oh, maybe something happened with Worlds Collide that cause this planet which what happens in avengers is that the planet has been shifted somewhere completely different Uh uh-huh and which was something that they were playing around with in worlds collide yes the whole idea of all these planets are getting shifted together and being moved yes which yeah makes you wonder did something happen to cause that's what i was trying to figure out but um yeah while i was reading it i'm like oh maybe it's the phoenix in the sky that they're all looking at maybe it's um high evolutionary did something to the planet maybe like i kept trying to figure out what's going on and then of course voyager shows up at the end and it's here we go let's start that was probably the most intriguing part Mm -hmm. of the story for me i mean it it felt like this was the book that they should have led with for the whole legacy event like after Mm -hmm. uh secret empire they should have just jumped into it definitely leaves you with enough questions like that would be a great hit to start off of right after that event right after um yeah no a uh, secret empire secret empire oh, yeah. why can't i ever remember secret empire because there's too many secrets <laughs> <laughs> marvel uses the word secret in their events way too much mm-hmm. so um but yeah no it really felt like this should have been the book that led the whole event off and started everything instead of kind of that filler yeah. in between kind Pretty of book with piece. worlds yes it's... with worlds of collide i felt like they're treading water and i don't understand why maybe yeah, I mean, this is a 16-issue arc, I mean, so maybe that's part of the reason they just weren't ready. Not to get too much into Worlds Collide again, but 
<laughs> Not to beat a dead horse, but let's beat a dead horse. I one of the main things of the story was the tension between the kid group, the adult group. Uh-huh. It makes sense after the events of all these failures that you saw of the adults happening again, the kids could have been like, "Oh, we this is why we're not a part of this." Yes. this is why, that should have and it was should the have been a driving edict. force. That's the whole event, the whole legacy, you know, line was the whole, you know, bridging the gap between the young and the, the old and, you know, bringing it all back so it's whole and it feels, you know, together again. Um, which I never felt like it was really a part. Yeah. Um, so I didn't understand, but whatever. You know, I know a lot of fans were upset by what they felt like, you know, the older characters kind of being, you know, sent to the wayside. Mm. But I never felt that way. All the old characters are still there. Um, so it felt like this would have, like, put a nice little bow on that. Mm-hmm. You know, Worlds Collide, you know, with the storyline. Exactly. Where, like, okay, you know, we're together. We can coexist. You know, there's no tension there anymore. We're going to work together and Especially learn from each other. Avengers line. You yeah. know, hey, we're, we're brought back the Avengers. You know, we're all teaming up together. We've united. We've assembled. Yeah, but it doesn't end that way no. at all. There's still tension there at the end. <laughs> they all still hate each other. So I really feel like we're at like point A again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what was the point? I don't know. So now you start No Surrender. Yeah, so you're in No Surrender. It was a good start um definitely a setup issue but it, the event felt like it was going to be big mm. i'm glad it's contained within the avenger issues and it's not this you know yeah. company-wide spanning event again because i can't deal with mm. another major event not for another six months please marvel <laughs> um you know it's definitely going to be a long haul though it's 16 issues back to back to back um but if the store keeps me i'll i'll read it you know i'll be into i like it. the use of living lightning in this issue. I And I feel like he... We're going to kind of live through that character. Yeah. Did you was, feel that way? Like yeah. that was going to be the eyes that we see this event through. And it was... I like that they have just a, one solid narrator too. It's not just like, oh, we're, we're this character, we're this character, we're this character. But it's... Because he's a cool character and he's been kind of forgotten about. Hmm. Um, I think he was part of the initiative. I don't know much about him. He was part of the initiative. So I, I believe that's the last time we saw him. I could be wrong. Um, but he's a cool character, and they've got lots of cool characters like that that they just don't use mm-hmm. enough. Um, they kind of get stuck with the same, you know, stable of, you know, 20, 30 characters that they always go back to because they know that they sell. But they've got a lot of characters that they could really explore with. Well, they And they play with that in the story as well, yeah. with him saying, oh, they called me in. Yeah. <laughs> Something is really Yeah, I wrong. think he calls himself like a C-grade character or oh, C-grade hero. calls him hero. a C-list. Yeah, the, uh, C-list. Guy he's yeah. fighting with, yeah. Yes, which he might be a D-list, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was... It was interesting. I, I'll definitely be getting the second issue and hopefully the, the whole arc. So we'll see. We'll I mean, see. it's every week, so. Yeah. Yeah. No and more who knows by, you know, and by next week I might hate it. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see what happens. So, all right, man, let's talk some wrestling. All right. All right. <sighs> Smackdown? <laughs> we're, we're, we're approaching Royal Rumble. Everything's getting set up. I mean, that's where we're at. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on in SmackDown. No. And actually, as we are podcasting right now, Smackdown SmackDown's on, on the TV. <laughs> it is Tuesday night, so we won't be that current when this episode actually posts. Um, but we're watching Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon sitting next to each other. And mm. I still don't care. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what the hell they're doing with that angle. Yeah, it's... At the Rumble, they've got 
Owens and Zayn in a handicap match against Styles. For the belt. For the belt. So, if it wasn't for the belt, I, I think I'd be way happier. But Yeah. Because I feel like either two things are going to happen. AJ is going to lose the title. Or, or you're going to have uh, Zayn and Owens turning on each other. Going and after that belt. And this we... was this was Daniel's plan all along. Knowing that those two couldn't mm. like coexist. Because I, I believe Owens came out saying that they they would be co-champions. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, I feel like maybe that's where they're going. Because right now they're making Brian look like shit. Mm. You know, they really are. Like either he's completely inept as a general manager or he's turning heel. Well, every time they show him in the backstage and they have these interactions with Shane, it seems like the way, like Shane's like portraying the audience like we have no idea what you're doing why are you do- making these dumb decisions but then daniel bryan walks off like yeah i am making some interesting decisions huh like he has some kind of secret plan that's yeah going. and that's way it feels like but i mean i feel like shane is gonna end up being the heel of this whole thing i feel like there's gonna be a twist in there and now like that nepotism only, he's not. i feel like it's just <laughs> naturally supposed to be a heel um i don't see them turning bryan hmm heel um i'm hoping that it leads to a match and that's what the rumors are right now because i don't see what the payoff is Mm -hmm. so i I, mean when daniel bryan comes back to ring action he's going to get the biggest pop in the world so yeah there's so there's no reason for him to be healed because Mm -hmm. it's not gonna last so do you end up if he does come back to the ring do you end up with a one-on-one match between daniel bryan and shane mcmahon at mania do you end up with a tag match with Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan going up against Owens and Zayn? Or Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles going up against Owens and Zayn? Where do you go? I would prefer the singles match, if I'm being honest. I, I know it won't be the greatest match ever. Daniel Bryan will turn it into something technical and masterful. But I agree. I just feel like they're going to protect Daniel Bryan the first match back. Just in case something goes wrong. I guess. You know, but I agree. I would much rather have a one-on-one match. Yeah. I just don't know what they're doing, though. It's so poorly written and just so... I just... I I feel like they're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants and throwing stuff out there every week. It, and it's... They, they shit the bit. Yeah. After Ginger won the title. It's just been... They, you know, Owens... I mean, really, this all started with between Owens and Shane McMahon, and it was such an awesome kickstart to that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you even remember the whole interaction between Owens and McMahon. Vince, when he came out, he headbutted Vince. Yeah, that was great. Did the frog splash. It felt huge. I mean, huge for Owens. And Owens has had some big moments last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that just felt huge. And then they had the Hell in a Cell match, and Zayn came out and sided with Owens. It just, I was excited again. Even though the gender had the belt, I was excited for that angle yeah, on SmackDown. there was something going on. It was the was only thing it. worth a damn on SmackDown. But I, and now they started with this whole Daniel Bryan thing, and is he turning heel? Is he not turning heel? Which I feel like it's obvious that he's not turning heel, but I mean... They're making him look like an idiot at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it, I don't know. It feels so watered down and, hey, we don't really know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So, but we're going to just, you know, keep on putting on wrestling shows just because, and we'll book this by the seat of our pants. How have you felt about this tournament that's going on right this moment? The U.S. tournament? Yes. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious what's going to happen. I could be wrong. We're actually watching the match <laughs> right now. I feel like Jinder's going to end up winning. Yeah. I would love for Bobby Roode to win, but I feel like they're going to do the whole foreign guy with the U.S. title gimmick, you know, which they just did with Owens. And um, they just did with Rusev before that. Yes. And... Yes. But that's the whole U.S. title. Like, I feel like it always, once a year, goes to some, you know, foreign enemy, you know, foreign mm. heel, you know, so he can rub the U.S. title in everyone's faces and tell them how they're all dumb Americans. You know, very typical 80s wrestling. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate. Oh, but look at that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. Rude went over. Forget everything I just said. <laughs> Bobby Roode just won the championship. And I still don't care. And <laughs> I'm happy. I mean, I hope... I, I don't like Roode as a face. I want to see him as a heel, but it is what it is. With that music, he'll never, ever be a heel. A true heel. Um, but yeah. No. I mean, I'm glad that they went this route. Which, once again, makes me question the whole Jinder Mahal experiment. Okay, I... Where do they go now? Yeah, right? I mean, maybe they'll be in a program together for a while. But I don't know. And I don't know if I care. <laughs> that's, that's the worst part. No. But do no. you see them having a rematch at um, Rumble then? For yeah. The title? Yeah. I could see it, unfortunately. Unless they're both in the Rumble. But I could see it. I mean, you you know, I don't even know. I don't even know what other matches are on the Rumble card right now. Besides that, I, I'm the not champion, aware. The, the championship matches, and that's it, I think. And the women's. Oh no, it's the women's are on the Rumble. Mm -hmm. Are the belt is uh, Charlotte defending the belt? I don't think so. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but that tells you where I'm at with. Hey, SmackDown. Well, I mean, we'll probably do a preview beforehand. Too, oh yeah, right? next so. week will definitely be a Rumble preview. That's for sure. So there's a lot of Rumble to talk about. And actually, next week is the uh, anniversary, the 25th anniversary yep. of Raw. So we'll definitely be talking about what happened during that show. Oh, yeah. Any uh, predictions? <sighs> Realistic prediction is it's just <laughs> going to be a bunch of legends running rampant. Uh-huh. And... Making all the young guys look bad? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's my guess. I mean, I would love it to be a Raw 1000 again, where it, it really feels like something special. Like, it's almost a pay-per-view TV event. Yeah, I don't think that's happening though. Yeah, they, it it's the go home show for Rumble, so I feel like they're gonna have to still do their angles. Yeah. So I, I feel like we're just gonna get kind of like, you know, track out the old timer. I bet you they tease all these old timers being in the Rumble. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Jericho though. Mm hmm. What do you think happens there? Do you think you get the list Jericho? Or do you think we get that new Japan Jericho? I think we get both. I okay. think we get a classic Jericho coming in, showing that he's all for the fans and everything, and then he takes someone out. He takes someone there that like has so over, he just attacks them for no reason. <laughs> Maybe he just takes the list and just beats the hell out of them. Uh -huh. Throws but the list away. That's where I'm at. Because remember, like, um, he had that one return where he just kept coming out, smiling, yes. having a great time, anything. didn't yeah. say anything, and then would leave. Uh -huh. I love that, by the way. That, that was, was well, that's <laughs> that Jericho was being Jericho, right? Always reinventing himself. Mm -hmm. um, can I fantasy book? Yeah. I'm in a fantasy book. Fantasy book. Okay. Give it to me. Book it. Jericho comes out, 
you know, doing the list, doing his shtick and everything, and then all of a sudden Naito comes out and just jumps him. <laughs> How fucking awesome would that be? <laughs> It'd be great if all of LIJ showed up out of I nowhere. just beat the crap out mm-hmm. of them, and then you, you find out that there's actually a handshake agreement between WWE and New Japan. Oh my god. People would go insane. Insane. It's not gonna happen. No, especially since it would take away a lot from, from what's going on. Yeah. yeah. For Rumble and yeah. everything. But my God, that would be awesome. That would be amazing. Or Omega shows up. Oh, God. I would probably start crying. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think I'd be speechless for the rest of the night. Oh, I if start, Omega I showed up. I would be up, an old man nowhere. crying on his couch <laughs> just out of excitement. You know, finally they did something I want to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been so long. What's another player at New Japan that would be able to leave? if they Like, who has a contract that's up around this time? Oh, or God. well, everyone's contract. It seems like I know Omega just resigned, mm-hmm. so it seems like they do like after Russell Kingdom is when they renew everyone's contract, which I think screwed them with AJ Styles and uh, Gallus and Anderson because they kind of float their contracts, mm-hmm. and that's when they actually and Nakamura too, and that's when WWE swooped in and kind of you know signed all those guys, so. I believe they're still practicing that model. I would hope that they would change their ways after that happened, mm. but I know I just heard a report that Omega was resigning. Oh yeah, no. So and it was just a year. It was just a mm. year deal, but he definitely resigned. Um, do you see any NXT talent showing up on Raw twenty five? No, I don't think so. The Rumble, yes. Mm. I don't think because I think that, there's usually always one or two. I feel like oh, during the Rumble, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like someone that they know that they're going to call up soon, they'll definitely debut them at the Rumble. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, on Raw 25, I don't think so, because it's going to be so chocked full of, you know, wrestlers. Mm. I don't think they'll show anyone new yet. So, And they've definitely been announcing a lot of females to come back. Now, now yes. Now, uh, uh, during the Rumble, for the Women's Rumble, mm-hmm. you're going to see a whole lot of NXT talent, because they have to fill that ring. Oh, yeah. And they're doing thirty a thirty woman rumble. So I and I feel like they only have really. I mean, we have to go in and count. Yeah, but, but I feel like there's only twenty wrestlers, female wrestlers, on the roster right now, the mm-hmm. main roster. So they're definitely going to be bringing back some legends and a couple NXT uh, women. So yeah, no, that that's going to be chock full of NXT call ups. Oh, yeah, we will definitely preview that more. In the yes, next episode, next episode. we could talk all night <laughs> uh-huh. about that. Uh, did you have any feelings about uh, Matt Hardy? He came out with a new entrance. New music, new theme, had delete written all over the board last Raw. That was like a little too on the nose. Mm. You know, I didn't need to see delete all over the place. <laughs> you don't need to lead the crowd in that kind of chant, I feel like. Yeah. It's totally like what WWE would do, you know? And we couldn't tell because it was so... I don't. I don't know if the sound mixing was bad or what happened. But you could kind of hear the crowd saying delete when he was doing the arm motion, but it, it I just, felt quiet. The, the music, too, didn't go over for me. Like mm. I, It just felt kind of flat. So I wasn't a fan of the music. I really hope they change his entrance again. You know, Give me something different. Mm. I feel like Hardy could be much more creative with that. So, I mean, I dug well, the I, piano, I doubt he has but... much creative control. Usually, it sounds like from hearing other, like, wrestlers talk and stuff that they get at least listen to their music, but, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. So, I don't know how much input he's really getting, you know, which is too bad. Yeah. So, but, uh, Vanguard 1 showed up. 
showed up on, on that YouTube, channel right? on yep. YouTube. So maybe that's a little hint of things to come. Um, I'm once again, I'm hoping that they end up on uh, the Hardy compound. <laughs> I don't want to see Bray and Hardy in the ring yet. Mm. I don't know if that's supposed to be a Rumble match. I wouldn't be surprised. So if it is, I hope that that's all on the compound and we get just a film, basically. That'd be great. Two going at it and just, you know, broken Matt Hardy goodness. So I just hope they give him, you know, creative reigns and let him do his thing. Or at least if they do that, don't make it end in the ring like they did with Randy. Yeah, Ryan. no, no. Keep it on, you know, hmm. Hardy's estate. There's no need to end up the ring. I mean, they can, you know, stretch this out for months. And then eventually get to the ring, maybe at Mania. You know, I could see that. So, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I still don't have much faith in what they're doing. <laughs> so I'm glad they're at least trying. Mm. It would have killed me if they didn't at least try. So, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Paige retiring? Yeah. That's, that's the rumor right now, at least? It's the rumor. Uh, that, was, that was bad. When yeah. she couldn't get up, it was kind of hard to watch. Yeah, yeah, that's scary. Mm. You don't want to see anyone. Because you see them trying so hard to just yeah. get back into it. She had right? no feeling in her arms. Mm. So, I mean, that's terrifying. I can't imagine being in her shoes. Um, you know, it sucks for everyone involved, too. I mean, I feel horrible for Sasha because it was a freak accident. Mm. I hope she doesn't have tons of heat now. <laughs> you know, I always feel like they're, you know, in they're... between on pushing her mm. anyway. And she definitely didn't need this. Yeah. Um, but it really felt like Paige was getting back on track. I real I mean I hope it's not she's, true. She's had the worst like worst year ever. ever. Oh my god. And you think that girl. you're finally getting past it all and then just yes. happens. Yes. Yes. And she I felt like the future was bright for her, you know. It seemed like her arrows were pointing up again. Mm -hmm. So I it's really disappointing. It really is. So I hope it's I, I they did announce that she's out of the rumble um due to injury. Mm -hmm. They did not make any kind of retirement uh, announcement. They didn't even hint at it, so I don't know if they're trying to get you know other doctors' opinions or you know I'm not sure what they're doing or maybe they're going to hold to after the rumble and then make the announcement. That but that's sense. what you're hearing, like loud and clear across all the boards right now that you know Paige is going to be forced to retire, which is just unfortunate, really. Mm. Well, that was a downer, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> But before we move on to the rest of our show, which will hopefully be a little more lighter, <laughs> um, we wanted to uh, share some podcasts that we really love. Good evening, everybody, or morning or afternoon or whatever. My name is Adam. And I'm Matt. And we are Graveyard Tales. Now, if you like stories of ghosts, hauntings, the paranormal, preternatural, and the downright weird, and you enjoy a few laughs as well, then you should probably check us out. Find us anywhere you get your podcast. Come join our Facebook group at Graveyard Tales Podcast or on Twitter at G-R-V-E-Y. Just go search Graveyard Tales. That would be easier. We look forward to seeing you in the graveyard. See you soon. All right, and we're back. So 2018 looks like it's going to be a huge year for horror. Very much so. Huge year. And 2017 was one of the biggest years for horror. 
Um, that 2017 actually ended up grossing more than the last three years combined. Oh, wow. In horror. I mean, that's all things to get out and it, but it was one of the biggest years in horror ever. Hmm. So, of course, that means all the studios are on board the <laughs> horror train again. Exactly. Which is awesome for us. So, we are getting a lot of horror movies this year, and I was actually astonished by how much horror movies we're getting. We kind of like thought, hey, let's talk about horror movies, you know, thinking, okay, we'll, mm-hmm. you know, talk about, you know, you know three maybe or four, yeah. three or four <laughs> movies coming out. Well, we've got a list of ten movies right now, and I'm sure we're missing stuff. Yeah. But we're going to kind of dive through it, you know, talk about... These are about, some of the big ones, you know. Yeah, these are some of the bigger ones. Um, a few might pop up here and there, you know, throughout the year. There's a lot of movies that right now are like, you know, dates to be announced. So we kind of mm. stayed away from those um, just because you never know if they're going to get pushed. Plenty of French horror that we're, we're yes, not mentioning lots, at the moment. <laughs> lots of French horror and the French know how to do horror. God mm. damn it. Um, but yeah, uh, New Mutants was actually on this list and they actually got pushed back to 2019. Yeah, they pushed it back. I didn't like realize six, it got pushed. I just yes. saw a um, trailer on the theater they, recently. I didn't they even notice. They pushed it back six months. So I guess they wanted to up the horror in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, all right. You know, and you know, I know a lot of people right away when they hear a movie gets pushed back, they think, you know, every negative thought possible. Hmm. Oh, it must not be any good. It must be garbage. You know, what's well, the studio thinking? You always get concerns with reshoots. You do, but... You know, there's plenty of movies that we know of that we ended up loving that had tons of reshoots. Mm. So, you know, relax, people. Doesn't mean the movie's going to suck. You know, pump the brakes. Um, but yeah, let's dive into what we know is actually coming out in 2018. Let's start with The Nun. Let's start with The Nun. In 1952, at the Cardinal Monastery in Romania, a nun, a Catholic priest, and a novitiate sent by the vatican investigate the mysterious suicidal death of a nun while they're there they must confront valak a demon who has taken blasphemous form of a nun uh valak conjuring two that's right we got another spinoff (laughs) she was creepy as hell right oh yeah so i'm excited that they chose her Mm. to uh but i know they're doing um what's his name too Oh, the Crooked Man. The Crooked Man. Also. I didn't. I'm not. They haven't announced a date for that. So yeah. It, yeah. No, I didn't see a date. I don't think it's works, 2018. But... So I thought I originally thought I heard 2018, but I think it's actually going to be 2019. Um, but yeah, they're really excited about this movie. Mm-hmm. They're actually releasing it in the summertime. And Valak was some of the like most fun parts of. Oh, absolutely. Too. Especially the wordplay, having the name hidden around in the film. Yes. She was terrifying. Too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what really matters. She was terrifying. So it, it's awesome that, like, Wayne has his own little universe now. Mm. I really enjoy that, that they're going that route. And the Conjuring movies are the perfect, like, starting point for all these spinoffs. You know, it's just the perfect setup, you know, with their, like, their little room mm. that they keep locked yeah. with I all mean, the... That's... Yeah. Unlimited, pretty much. Exactly. To the amount of films you can make out of just that room. Right? So, I mean, perfect setup for just tons of spinoffs and just lots of lots of horror movies coming out. So, as long um, as you keep writing them as well as they have been. Yeah, it, this is actually done by the writer of the Annabelle movies, too. Mm. And I really, enjoy, well, I, I, I really enjoyed the second one. I wasn't a huge fan of the first one. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. So, um, Gary... Darabon, I believe, or Doberman, Doberman, I believe, is his name. Yeah, it's probably. So, um, but yeah, and Wayne is actually hoping 
that if this movie's successful, it would actually go full circle and lead back into another Conjuring movie. Oh, okay. So that's his hope that he said in an interview. So we'll see what happens. Um, there's no real trailer right now for this movie. There was like a little teaser thing. Mm. I know there's something online right now that was kind of like a someone snuck a camera in at some con and like filmed a trailer. But it also feels like it might be fake. So <laughs> I didn't want to really watch yeah. it. it. The quality was so poor. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this. I mean, that character was terrifying. I, I felt like she was the best part of part two. So I, I'm, I'm excited. So, but ne- next movie is The Strangers. Strangers Prey Nights. Prey Nights, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the plot follows a group that gets stranded in a desert mobile home park. Oh, deserted. Jesus <laughs> Crap. All right. So the plot follows a group that gets stranded at a deserted mobile uh, home park uh, and stalked by three masked individuals. And I'm assuming those are the masked individuals from the first movie. Yes. So I was a huge fan of The Strangers back in uh, 2018. It's probably my favorite horror movie of the early 2000s. I actually didn't know this movie was coming out until I went and saw Insidious. So I saw the trailer and I was like, that's that's The Strangers mask. Yeah. Out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, okay, this... I'm on board right away. <laughs> right? Um, I mean, this movie has been talked about and rumored for years. Um, so I've been waiting for this movie. And every year it felt like something would leak out. Mm. And I'd get my hopes up and nothing would happen. Um, I'm a little concerned seeing the trailer. I'm worried that they're getting away from what made the first movie mm. so great. The first movie was really just a, you know, experiment in, you know, suspense and just you know, atmosphere, really played with sound. The sound design on that movie mm. is fantastic. The sound is almost like another character in the movie. The way that the killers torture Liv Tyler and her boyfriend, just fantastic. And so much of that movie is their reactions to everything that's happening, so I really hope they have a strong cast Yeah, um, um, in this movie. I wasn't impressed by the cast for this movie uh, when I saw the trailer. I was kinda, yeah. it, it definitely feels like it might be a little less quality than the first one. That's but, kind of what I felt like to me. I mean, this too. is just a trailer. This it is just a trailer, right? I'm willing to give it. I'm willing to give it a chance. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm. I mean, we'll we'll see. It, I believe it's actually the, the script is written by uh, Brian Bert, Bertino, who actually directed and wrote the first one, which is good news. Yes. I'm a little concerned that he didn't direct this one because mm. I know in all the interviews leading up to this he was talking about directing and it seemed like he was actually slated to direct this so i don't know what happened i hope mm-hmm. it's not a creative difference thing. yeah i hope not um because that's never a good sign um because this was definitely his baby so um i did see a movie that he did i believe it's called monsters uh a couple years back and that was actually really well done i really mm-hmm. enjoyed it so if you get a chance check that out um then that was written and directed by him too uh, but yeah, no. So I was excited for him to be directing this. At least it's written by him. I'm, I'm there. I'll be there first first night it opens. So yeah. So we will you be seeing this in the theater? Uh, I think I'm gonna have to. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. What year does this all usually take? Does this take place? This looks. I, I think it's current. I think okay. it was current. I don't. I think got it the, was... I got this weird like late '80s vibe. Well. And... Because of the music they're playing, yeah. and that was the one part of the trailer I really liked mm. was they they play uh, I think I think we're alone now the Debbie Gibson song. Oh, okay, 
It's Debbie Gibson or Tiffany. One of the two. <laughs> Mid-80s pop mm. stars, you know, which was the perfect song for this movie. So I hope it's not one of those things where it's like in the trailer, but it's not in the movie. Because that mm. was a great moment in the trailer where he kind of pulls up next to her in the pickup truck. Yeah, that was great. That was awesome. So that was the one part of the trailer I really liked. But otherwise, the trailer looked kind of cookie cutter to me. So, but we'll see. I'm excited that, you know, they're getting another shot at it. Because they were just awesome characters. Um just scary as all hell just home invasion movies in general are always one of the scariest Mm. for me i I actually feel like home invasion movies for me are more scarier than a ghost story or your typical slasher story because it feels like something that happens all the time so yes exactly (laughs) and the fact that in that movie the reason she gives is because you were home you know that that's totally the only reason why they're in their house you know attempting to murder them right now mm. is because they answered the door so that's that whole concept is terrifying to me so i'll be there <laughs> <laughs> i'm in oh we got another interesting one annihilation uh, a group of soldiers enters an environmental disaster zone and only one comes back out alive though he is grievously injured in an attempt to save his life, his wife, Lena, a biologist, volunteers for a second expedition into the zone to figure out what happened to him. It's definitely a cool sci-fi vibe. Um, Alex Garland. Ex Machina. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so I'm excited. Just, I mean, they could just put his name up on the mm. screen and I would want to see this. Because Ex Machina was another movie yes. that came out, what, two years ago? Two or three, right? Two or three. I think 2015. Mm. And that was probably my favorite movie that year. So, and it actually is starring a lot of the cast, it looks like. Oscar Isaac is back. Um, And who else did I see? I thought I recognized someone else, but maybe I'm wrong here. But Tessa Thomas is in Mm. this. Uh, Yeah, Natalie Portman as your lead. Natalie Portman. So you got Padme and Poe Dameron. (laughs) (laughs) You got a little little Star Wars crossover (laughs) happening. Um, yeah, no, I, this movie looked beautiful right off mm-hmm. the bat. You know, I didn't know, you know, what the movie was about or who was directing it, who wrote it. And right off the bat, I was like, wow, this looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, just visually stunning. And it didn't, the trailer didn't show you like enough to like, yes, take, take anything away from it. You don't, I don't think you see the monster, right? At all. Well, okay. You might've saw the teaser trailer. The actual full trailer does show you different creatures. Okay. This is definitely going to be a creature feature. But if it's Alex Garland, it's going to be a mindfuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> pardon my French. But, um, you know, Alex Garland wrote uh, 28 Days Later. Um, he also did Sunshine, which are two great movies. I recommend them both. I mean, obviously everyone's seen 28 Days Later, mm. but I don't think a lot of people saw Sunshine. No, uh, I've heard a lot of things of Sunshine. Yes. I haven't actually watched yes. it. Yes, check out Sunshine. I really enjoyed it, but it's definitely a head trip. And, you know, same with Ex Machina. I feel like this is probably going to be more of the same. I love that it's an all-female cast, mm-hmm. you know, going to save the day. I think that's awesome. And some strong female actresses, mm-hmm. you know, in this movie. So I think you're going to get a pretty kick-ass film. What do we got next? Uh, Winchester. Winchester. I'm actually really excited for this movie. And yeah. I'll tell you why in a second. <laughs> but let me let me read the little uh, the the little tag that goes along with it. Sarah Winchester, whose husband William and their child died suddenly, uh, is adamant she is cursed and begins to build the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California, upon advisement from a medium. 
So I'm excited for this movie because I actually saw a documentary about this house years back. So right away when I saw like the trailer, I was like, oh, I know what this is about. Mm -hmm. So it's a really cool story. This house, you can go visit. You can take tours of this house. So it's a huge like tourist like attraction right now in San Jose. Hmm. Um, so and I mean this is gonna make it an even bigger one. Yeah. I, oh, absolutely. They got to be so unless it completely sucks. Mm. But yeah, no. I mean they got to just be counting the money at this point. So, but yeah. Um, and it's pretty much the story. Pretty much from what I remember is this: Sarah Winchester, the whole Winchester rifle. Uh, her husband, I her father, I believe, actually was you know the guy who started the company. Mm. She inherited the house. Her husband dies tragically. And for some strange reason, she felt like she had to keep on building in the house. So there wasn't like a day, I believe, in like 38 years where there wasn't some kind of construction going on in the house. So the house is insane. Just like rooms upon rooms upon rooms. Um, I don't know if the reason why was because she was trying to keep out ghosts or whatever, (laughs) which seems to be what's kind of... uh, you know what we're led to believe in the trailer hmm. um but yeah no it really bizarre story really in a real story a lot of times horror movies use this is based on a true story and it's eh, not really this one's actually based on a true yeah story. i was i was definitely <laughs> interested because in i i never knew that element of the winchester family i did not know that this that they built this house that was constantly under construction that was haunted Especially the way the trailer makes it sound is they're saying, oh, this is the most haunted house in America. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, why have I never really heard of this? Yeah, it's... I've never heard that part either. Yeah. I um I know that people believe that the house is actually haunted by uh, victims of the Winchester rifles. Gotcha. So Which makes sense. Yes. Yes. It's a pretty cool story. Hmm. So um, this is actually by, and I'm going to mess up their names. They're actually Australian. The uh Spring, Spring Brothers? Um, they did a movie a while back called The Undead, which was this low-budget like sci-fi zombie movie um, in like the mid-2000, which I loved. Um, and they also did a movie called Daybreaker that had William Dafoe in it. Um, yeah. They actually got a, like, a big release. And actually, it's like this weird sci-fi, futuristic vampire yeah, story. Yeah, I saw Daybreaker. Yeah, I, <laughs> I liked the movie. I didn't mind the movie. I thought it was kind of like underneath everyone's radar. Um, so it was different. Yeah. So I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Daybreakers. I, okay, I, that's I'm, fair. I'll be honest. That's fair. That's fair. So I'm kind of excited to see these guys, you know, get another shot at it. They actually did Jigsaw last year. Oh, okay. So, I mean, they're they're working at least, mm. right? Um, but yeah, no, Undead I highly recommend. Check out Undead. I don't know how the effects will, like, you know, it was very low mm. budget at the time. So there's some crappy CGI going on. But um, yeah, no, I, just both. And I think they wrote both of those movies. I don't know if they actually did the script for this. But, I mean, both strong movies. Well, this looks like a step opinion. up. If they've worked on both Jigsaw and Daybreakers, this definitely looks like another step up. Yes, and them. it's got a good cast, mm-hmm. too. Um, so, I'm, I'm really excited. You can't go for wrong it. with Helen Mirren. And Jason Clark does a good job when he wants to. Yes, when he wants to. <laughs> right? And I feel like he's in everything right mm-hmm. now. Right? He was in all the Planet of the Apes movies, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like he's in everything. I didn't see everything. the last one, though. So, I'm not. I can't. I believe he's there. I think he's there. <laughs> So, but yeah, no, I, you know, what, what did you think about the trailer? Um, it definitely, it gives you that eerie vibe. You don't know exactly what's going on. I like that it plays off this idea of both psychological and ghosts. Like you don't know 
fully if it's just like the house is just getting to him and maybe he's just seeing things at this point and is she crazy and she's just crazy mm-hmm. or is this really a ghost going on is this really a big um, supernatural event it's really gonna be disappointing if she's just crazy though <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's one of those ones that unless it's really way. yeah yeah no yeah yeah i could see that um but yeah no i, I liked this trailer too because it didn't show you too much once mm. again because we'll get to a few trailers that show you way too much yeah. on the list. <laughs> so, But this was another trailer that was well done. Um, I feel like trailer making is like another art form. Oh, yeah. Um, onto itself. And it's amazing to me how bad some of these trailers are <laughs> and why studios release them. So, but yeah, no, I, I I'll be there. I'll, I'll definitely go see this one. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's on the top of my list right now for 2018, but it's definitely something I'll check out. Uh, next is Truth or Dare. College students are haunted by spirits after playing the supernatural version of Truth or Dare. And this is the trailer I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. We saw the whole movie in the trailer from, I felt like, the beginning to the end. I felt like we saw the last shot in this movie in the trailer. So um, I gotta say the smile is unnerving, but it, it looks so cgi it looks, just, you know, it reminds me of this mix between like J horror and like Final Destination. Hmm. That's like, just the whole yeah. like premise of the movie. But I, the trailer shows you so many so of the much, deaths; yeah. it's ridiculous, and it shows you like, at least the opening scene. It has to be at least half of the deaths. That you yeah. See. So if you really want to go through the trailer and pay attention, you know exactly what's going to happen in this movie. It's the worst kind of trailer. Hmm. Um, you know, I mean, maybe the movie had promise. But it's not something I'm going to check out in the theater. And it's definitely not something I'm going to be like, I need to see this again. This yeah. seems like a one done. Even I don't even know if I want to see this. Yeah, unless, honest. you know, this will be a movie where I'll wait and see. Mm. If all of a sudden it's getting good buzz and getting really good reviews, then maybe I'll check it out. But otherwise, I'll probably stay away. Yeah. You know, which is unfortunate because I want to support as much, you know, horror as possible. But this one is going to be a skip for me. It just looks like a typical popcorn horror flick. And I mean, I... And you know, it's by Bloomhouse, which I was kind of surprised by because mm-hmm. Bloomhouse has done some really yeah. awesome things for horror lately. I mean, Get Out, Insidious, The Purge, um, Split, Sinister, um, Creep, which I don't know if you've seen Creep on Netflix. I don't um, know if they actually got like a big... It didn't get a release. I, mean, I haven't watched small... any movies on Netflix in a while. Okay, time, so Creep is really good on okay. Netflix, and they did The Gift too, which was another okay. another movie that I I believe it had small theatrical run, but it's something worth checking out. Um, so they have a pretty good pedigree going mm. on right now for them, a nice resume. So I'm a little surprised and disappointed by this entry, but you know maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it turns out to be like the best horror movie of the year. Who knows? Who knows? I do. It's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next is Slenderman. Terror strikes when four teenage girls in a small town perform a ritual to debunk the lore of the tall, thin, horrifying figure known as the Slenderman. They soon fear that the legend is true when one of them suddenly goes missing. What's my, what's my face right now? <laughs> Disgust. If I had to describe it in one word, uh, disgust. I mean, there is a lot of lore on this character. I think it's, um, a, is it German-based? Um, the first lore? I heard, I, I really felt like it's a very like modern, 
urban legend though. Like, it, oh well, yeah, it came from a meme, right? Online, um, it came from a game. Was it? For a it's game? like a very cheap, low budget game. Some guy was just like, you basically you're running in the forest, you collect pages, and this um, long, tall Slenderman is chasing you. Uh huh. And like, um, every time you look away, he gets closer. And when you look back, so you have to keep checking on him, running away. Um, he makes your uh, screen go fizzy. It's it's actually a fun little scary game. It's it was cheap, it was free, and it was a huge thing on the internet for a little while. And it blew up, yeah, right? It blew like up. it was everywhere. You got like a sequel were, and everything because you would see memes on it, and mm. it seemed like people are starting to write like fan stories based on it. And it became like a modern day, like one of the first like kind of cyber like urban legends mm. out there. Um, this movie just makes me uneasy just because of all the current events that's happened around the you know the whole you know there was a, a murder that happened based on this character oh okay so I it kind of it. feels like oh yeah well obviously Racial? Christian doesn't watch the news yes yeah, I mean... so and actually the trial I think just ended um, a two girls ended up killing one of their friends uh, in the name of the Slender Man so it kind of feels like a money grab. This phase was over. I haven't heard anything about Slenderman until they started announcing that they were going to work on this film. Yeah, no, th- this has actually been a big like trial that's been going on in oh, wow. the last couple of years. I apologize. Yeah, so <laughs> it it's kind of gross. Um, the trailer itself, I thought, didn't look bad. Um, but uh, I disagree. You didn't like it. Uh, everything about the trailer just bothered me. Really? It's just like I. It's like what is happening? What is going? See, on? See, I like that though. I don't want to know what's happening. So I like there, I like those kind of trailers where it's just kind of like creepy. There should be a through line. There's and hey. in, in anything I feel in film, there should be a slight through line. Like you know what you're. I could see that, but I feel like I don't a need trailer. to know like um, what I didn't need to see him. I didn't need to because you don't see him in the trailer, right? Barely. He's like in the background. For in the background second. for a second, right? See, I enjoyed that. Like I was okay with that. I was okay with the trailer. Mm. It did feel a little ring to me. You know, they have, like, kind of that, like, you know, college your, student weirdness, yeah. you know, German kind of, you the know. getting into your head part bothered me. Like, the way that it's, um, oh, he gets into your head and makes you kill yourself or makes you do bad mm. things. I was mm. like, eh, no, he just comes and gets you. Because <laughs> it's like, no, this is how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's more terrifying. Like, it's just like he, yeah. he just takes you. Okay. It's, there's... I guess. Me, I, I like the whole head game, but I get what you're saying. I didn't need the girl in the class to stab herself in the eye. I I didn't need to see that part. Yeah. Like, you could have, like, yeah, I didn't need to see that. That's showing a little too much for me um, in a trailer. I feel like but, I would have enjoyed the whole getting into your head more if I didn't know it was going to happen. Yes. I agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, but overall, I won't see this movie just because of it might be kind of exploitive. So I probably will stay away from this movie because oh, okay. it just kind of feels gross to me. It just feels know? like a, a B horror movie. So. Yeah. Well, I just feel like they're kind of capitalizing on something that really happened. Gotcha. And, you know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe this is something that was in the works before. It's been in the works the for murder. Years. Um. So, but, but the fact that they're releasing it right mm. as the trial ends, yeah, a little gross. Yeah. <laughs> a little gross. So, but, and then I'm going to totally eat my words when it's like the best horror movie <laughs> of the year and I have to see it. And then I have a Slender Man poster on my wall. <laughs> I worry that it's like, I want to make sure that they get the the right look. Because I mean, the character looks really cheap Do we in the see, game. do we actually see him? He's in all? the background. For Is like he on any moment. promotional thing? Uh, like I mean, any posters or anything right now? No, but I mean, you can look up Slenderman. See, I don't... I, well, I know how... But I, you don't know what he's going to look like in the film, I yeah. feel like. You know, so, I mean, we can look him up, but I feel like you're not going to really 
know what he's they definitely decided. going to be a cgi because i felt oh i always felt like he looked like and i'm a big buffy fan so everything is going to eventually come back mm. to buffy you'll notice throughout the podcast um but i felt like he he always seemed like a take on the uh, gentleman which was a, a buffy villain like one of mm. their best like classic episodes really creepy silent characters that are like in these suits he the, he always felt like the gentleman to he me. He reminds me of a faceless tall man. Okay, if that makes okay. sense. Okay, from Phantasm. Nice. I, I'll take that too. <laughs> He'll never be tall man though. <laughs> um. Next, we got a quiet place, which is a family living on a farm. They're hiding from a supernatural um, evil attracted to sound, avoiding making sound and communicating in sign language is what uh, they show us in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I like I liked what I saw, mm-hmm. but I don't like the concept personally. I don't like the because uh, when I think of it, I'm I'm gonna they're gonna be quiet the entire film is what they're gonna be trying to do, and it's gonna bug me a bit. I, I understand the tension it's going to build. I understand the film is probably going to be overall really well done because of that because it's that kind of element that where they're gonna have to be quiet. They're gonna have to. It's gonna create a ton of tension in the theater. But it's gonna bother me. <laughs> it's, just, it's just naturally gonna bother me. You know what makes me think that this, that's not gonna be true? What? Underneath the list of producers, I see Michael Bay. So something's gonna fucking blow up. Yeah, I mean, they showed explosions. <laughs> Something, something's blowing up. <laughs> and there someone's was running in slow motion eventually uh, during oh, this movie. God, no. <laughs> When's the last time you saw slow motion in a horror? No, I'm saying Michael because it's Michael oh, Bay. Okay. Usually, know, I'm just usually saying. you get the glory shot of something blowing up in the background and then they're running in slow motion. Uh, yes. So, um, yeah, poor Emily Blunt. <laughs> well, that's actually Jim from The Office who's directing this movie and starring in this movie. Oh, I didn't His realize wife. he was directing. Yeah, he's directing it too. So, um, they actually, I think they got him on as a writer. It was a project that was in the works, but then they got him on the script, and then he ended up becoming going on as the director. And you know, I didn't realize he was a man of so many uh, trades. <laughs> so uh, he's directing. He's directed a couple other films. I haven't seen any of them, but um, I actually was into this trailer. You know, it seemed interesting. I didn't know what was going on at first. Everyone was kind of doing sign language. They're in a cabin. Um, and then I think the kid kicks over something and then yeah, they knocks look, over his lantern and then he looks terrified <laughs> and you hear a big loud noise on the roof and you know, we're off. So, um, a couple explosions, some running, but yeah, I, I, I would love know, if there was will, actually nothing actually going Right. They're just crazy. crazy yeah. <laughs> they're just crazy. It's some birds. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> the movie just ends. No, but it could be a good psychological horror film. At that it point. could be. It could be. Yeah, <laughs> or just really disappointing. Mm. <laughs> um, I'll probably check this out. I will. I might wait to hear the reviews on it, but um, it reminds me of what's the movie that came out last year with the uh, blind guy. Don't breathe. Right? Don't breathe. Is that don't breathe? Okay. Um, it reminds me kind of the concept with like don't breathe. Yeah. And that was a good. I like don't breathe. I like don't breathe a lot. So I that's why that's what that was going to be the point that I brought up. Like you weren't so into the whole like <laughs> quiet thing. Don't breathe. Did that like fantastic? Yeah, that was it, a it great, was fantastic. And I want that villain to keep going. Like, oh yeah, he will. Such a like <coughs> that movie was such a good villain. I think they're already in talks. Oh, okay. So yeah, 
Yeah, I feel like that's already being scripted. It's probably in pre-production mm. as we speak. So, I want the um, lead actress of that film to get more roles. I don't know why she doesn't. I don't even know. She was from um, the remake of Evil Dead. She was. Actually... Oh, she was fantastic in Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Yes. She needs to get more work. Yes. I have no idea why not. Well, she probably will after Don't Breathe. I'm sure next year you'll probably mm. see. It takes a little bit. I know. After Two a years success to make of, so you'll, you'll, films. <laughs> you'll see her popping up left and right. So, But yeah, so I, I'm going to check out this movie, I think. Um, it's a cool concept. We'll see. We'll see how they execute it. It you definitely know? seems like something that you should enjoy. It's going to be a lot of suspense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of people going, shh. <laughs> so we'll see. All right, mom and dad. So, when a mass hysteria unknown origin causes parents within a quiet suburban town to turn violently against their own children, Carly Ryan and her brother, Josh, have to fight to survive a vicious onslaught from their parents. I hope they go full self-aware and have Nicolas Cage just go nuts. Oh, he's chewing scenery in this this (laughs) film. I mean, right off that, he's full Nick Cage Mm. in this movie. So I feel like that's definitely the route that oh, they're going to go. did you know Nick Cage was in the film? <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage is in this film, and he is chewing. I haven't seen Selma scenery. Blair in forever, I feel. Yeah, I can't I can't think of the last time I saw Selma Blair. <laughs> I really can't. Um, this is definitely Cage being Cage. Mm-hmm. It looks fun to me. Um, Brian Taylor did uh, Ghost Rider Spirits of Vengeance, okay. which isn't necessarily a good thing. Uh, <laughs> But uh, he did write this one, so um, and he must be friends with Cage because mm-hmm. he got him to act in this. Um, it it looks like it'd be fun, mm-hmm. you know. I believe it's actually it's out next week, uh, January nineteenth. I don't know if it's actually getting a huge theatrical run. It might be you something barely that's hear getting, anything about yes, it. Yes, so. so it might be getting a limited run. It might be like right on, you know, on demand. Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, I'll check it out though. It looks like it could be cool. Yeah. It's definitely a fun... It's definitely going to be more of a fun thrill ride. Uh, I, I want to know what's causing all the parents to go nuts. I, I, I feel like they'll have, like, one sentence and yeah. that's it. Or, like, you know, <laughs> some lab somewhere and some I mean, my favorite moment was, oh, uh, your parents are here. <laughs> yeah. It's just like... Yeah. I want to know how... It's kind of an interesting society idea, like, all parents just going nuts and trying to kill their children. Like I agree. Of, and they, they seem, like, fully aware of what's, like, happening to them. I don't think this is going to be a, a movie with a message, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just judging that from the trailer. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, no. Uh, it, I don't know. I, I It kind of feels like a throwback to, like, you know, the 80s, kind of. Like, I believe there was, like, wow, God, I can't think of the name of the movie, where the parents are cannibals. Um, in the 80s there was a couple of these parent movies where like the parents were the, the monsters mm. um, there's one don't uh, don't tell mom's a serial killer I'm murdering that title right now or mom's a serial killer or something I, I, like that I, I, I know what you're talking about yeah I'm gonna have to look it up now. it's gonna drive <laughs> me nuts but uh, I feel like it's kind of in that vein mm. you know which is kind of a cool throwback um, those are always fun movies so I I will, I will definitely, especially if it's something that's on demand where I can just, you know, click my remote and watch. I'll check it out. You know, I hope it's not a waste of an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but Nick Cage being Nick Cage is always mm. fun. You know, it's always worth the spectacle. Yeah, you, you gotta let him go off 
the cage for a little bit, you know? Yeah, it, absolutely. Absolutely. This man won an Oscar for crying out loud. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know. He just said, <laughs> screw it, I got my Oscar, I can do whatever the hell I want. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> Good for you, Nick Cage. Got another big one. A really big one. Halloween. Halloween, that's right. 40 years after surviving an initial massacre, Laurie Strode once again comes face to face with the serial killer Michael Myers. That's is there right. is there a trailer for this? Because I didn't. There is not a trailer. Okay, for I want to make sure. I'm asking you right now. They are in <laughs> pre-production. They just released um, some of the cast. They're casting people as we speak. Um, so yeah, so it, it's officially Jamie Lee Curtis is the main actress of this film. I don't or? know if it's a fit. She's in the movie. Okay. She and she is the character. She's Laurie Strode from the first movie. This is a direct sequel to the first movie. They are acting like all the other Halloween movies did, <laughs> did not, not happen. happen. Um, which so, is fine which with me. I will disagree with that. <laughs> so, but whatever. Um, Nick Castle is back as Michael Myers, which I was really surprised by. He was Michael Myers in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of. There's a lot of different people who played gotcha. Michael Myers. Nick Castle is actually a pretty well-known director. Um, but I guess they just wanted to bring him back. I don't know for nostalgia's sake or continuity wise, but, um, okay. That's, that's kind of neat. Um, this is actually the uh, David Gordon Green is directing this, and he directed Pineapple Express. So it's kind of an interesting hey, choice. It's still a good movie, though. It is a good movie. <laughs> and this is actually written by Green and Danny McBride. So, I mean, once again, you wouldn't think mm-hmm. Danny McBride Halloween, but apparently he's a huge fan. So I, I can imagine it. I can <laughs> <laughs> so but I, I i just wouldn't see this in his wheelhouse hmm. so but he he's uh they've got a uh, carpenter back as the producer too and this is the first time carpenter has done anything halloween related since part three so that's kind of big for genre fans like myself to see john carpenter back i don't know how much he has to really do with the direction of the movie um or if he's just like a kind of a consultant but the fact that he's composing the movie i'm really excited I mean, that's still a big part of it, so... Oh, it's all... That movie's so much score, it's unbelievable. Mm. I mean, that's really... The score itself is a character in the movie. Um, But yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, once they announced that Jamie Lee Curtis was coming back, part of me was like, I've already seen H2O. (laughs) Um, I don't think you need Laurie Strode in the movie for it to be successful. For it to be a good Halloween yeah. movie. Um, I am a fan of the series. Um, I am also one of those fans who did not hate Rob Zombie's Halloween movies. Um, I didn't hate them. I just didn't like the direction the second one went. You know, I agree with that to a certain extent. But that second one, man, that's a beautiful movie, though. Just You just look at that movie. Mm. <laughs> cinematography I mean, wise, I think it's some of the best work um, Rob Zombie's Oh, done, absolutely. So. But yes, I did not. I wasn't a huge fan of the direction it went. Um, and even the first movie, it feels like half of a movie to me. Um, mm. I felt like he was kind of forced to go like straight remake after, you know, the first half of the movie. Uh, but yeah, but overall I enjoy, it was better than a lot of the other Halloween movies. So I don't know what people are bitching about. <laughs> um, I sat through part five. You people can go screw yourselves. <laughs> in theaters or? Oh uh, yeah. In theaters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the first horror movie I ever saw in the theater was Halloween part four. Mm. So, and four was so successful. Five actually came out the next year. Um, which at the time was kind of like unheard of for the Halloween movies. So, I mean, that was 
that was grueling though. Even at the time, at like the tender age of nine, I knew mm. that movie sucked. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I love part four though. Um, gave me nightmares for weeks. So, but no, I I'm a huge fan of the Halloween series. I'm glad that they're making Halloween movies again. Mm. I felt way too long after the zombie movies, especially because they were actually box office draws. They did oh, yeah, well, successful. So I'm not sure what took them so long. Um, but yeah, no, I I will be in the theater October 19th when this movie comes out. Do you worry that it's because there's been remakes over the last um, five ten years of like always been remakes yes yeah. <laughs> like there was the return of um jason there was the return of um freddy did you see those and how did you how does do you feel like this will be better than those were um i don't know i was not a huge fan of the nightmare remake hmm. um i felt like they lost the soul of the character in that which it sounds strange to say but <laughs> i felt like they just missed who freddie was yeah um and same with jason with friday 13th i felt like it was kind of a greatest hits film um it's not a bad movie but it, it wasn't a good movie and it could have been a great movie yeah it was definitely above um oh some of the other nightmare sequels, elm street for me the remake of that oh yeah for sure yes but yeah, it was fun at parts and everything, but I feel like they did too many like covers of you know old scenes. They were trying to give you you know that nostalgic feel, yeah. and they could have just done their own thing, and it would have been awesome. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like this is going to be that, um, just because of the storyline. It seems mm-hmm. like they're you know showing us. Give me a good modern day slasher. That's just all I ask. You know? Exactly, exactly, and it's doable. You know, so. It definitely feels like slashers are coming back just from looking at, you know, movie slates, you know, that movies that they're saying are in, like, you know, pre-production And right I feel now. like, um, you know, practical effects nowadays are at such a new level that we could be getting such great horror films. Oh, absolutely. Practical effects and the special effects makeup and seeing, like, how many people have gotten back into this interest in this group is just... It's an art form. I, mm-hmm. I feel like practical effects are... A, a lost art form um to a certain extent but it, just because it takes so much time mm. um you know people would rather do cgi um but you know i to me bad cgi is never better than a good practical effect yeah you know i mean there's no way that you can uh, cgi at times can take me completely out of a film where like you know a subpar practical effect I'm still invested because at least it's there. I can tell that it's there. My eye can always tell when something's not actually there on film. I know definitely on YouTube there's been a huge uproar in like DIYs for learning how to do special effects. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely an interest. There's definitely a, a scene. Well, and there's the, even the, there's that big show on uh, Sci-Fi that Face Off oh, yeah. show mm-hmm. and everything. And there's shows like that popping up. Um, you know, and horror fans are always going to be you know swearing up and down by you know practical effects. Yeah. So. I'm a huge practical effect fan, um, but yeah, you know, I understand why people use CGI, but I always feel like it's more, should be more used to enhance the scene, mm. you know, to use both, you know, have that marriage between I still have a goal effect. of making my own Evil Dead one day. Right? <laughs> you might have to talk to Sam Raimi first. Well, it won't be Evil Dead, but it'll <laughs> Your be... Your own version? Yes. Your Cabin in the Woods kind mm-hmm. of movie? Which I would love to just stick pure practical effects without CGI. It's doable. It's nowadays Mm -hmm. more so than ever. I mean, really. I mean, look how many, like you said. I mean, people are on YouTube doing their own movies, basically. Um, That movie Clown that came out a couple years ago, 
was just a trailer at first. They threw up uh, Eli Roth's name as producer, kind of as like a gag. Oh, okay. And then it ended up getting a huge buzz on the internet, and they ended up getting greenlit for an actual movie, and Eli Roth actually produced the movie. (laughs) So um, I haven't seen it. I don't know if it was any good, but yeah, so it's possible. It's definitely doable nowadays, Mm -hmm. more so than ever. So... But yeah, so that really sums it up, though. We've got a lot of horror movies to watch this year. A lot. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope we did all those trailers justice um, and the lack of for some. Um, hopefully we'll be getting a Halloween trailer soon. I'm yes. sure we'll get a teaser at least. And then The Nun also. I'm sure we're going to be getting mm. a full trailer soon. Has it? Do we know if it's finished production, uh, filming and everything? I'm not sure with the nun if they they've got to be close mm. with that July um, release date. Open, yeah release yeah. date um, so but yeah yeah it's gonna be a big year for horror and I know we probably left a few movies off the list um, a, a couple that will probably end up being my favorites mm. but that's what year end reviews are for right true yeah. <laughs> so we'll come back to those and we'll talk Plus we about have to them. sleep at some point yes exactly <laughs> hey speaking of which you saw insidious the last key yes i did that was one movie that we did not have on our list because you actually saw it what did you think it was a c movie for me okay uh i mean not even a b movie a c movie yeah <laughs> is that grade or quality <laughs> or both it's a it's a little bit of both like it felt like a straight to dvd horror film and now I will defend straight-to-DVD horror movies now, just because we're getting really good straight-to-DVD horror movies lately. But you understand but the I know what you. I'm, I'm yes, I know what you're saying. Yes. Like, they thought... In no the 90s, that was a really bad thing. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it looked that way to me by the uh, Well, I still had a lot of faith in them, because I, I, a lot of people didn't like 3, but I still enjoyed it. I did not like 3. I am one of those people. It, it You know, once I saw that... You know, uh, James Wan was just a producer, and his name's kind of down the line on the mm-hmm. list. I started losing faith. I know his partner actually wrote it, though. Um, and he actually, uh, what's his name? Lee, Lee Winnell, I believe is his name. I could be mispronouncing that. I'm sorry if I am. But he actually directed part three, and he's been with him the entire time. He's um, one of the characters. He's one of the ghost uh, hunters oh, okay. on the team, too. He's the guy with the specs. All right. Um, he, uh... He's been with them from the get-go. He's kind of his, like, you know, partner in crime. So it's, I that kind of gave me a little more faith, but you're telling me, no? I mean, just them alone was just, like, it's punchline after punchline after yeah. punchline. That's how I and felt with, like, three, yeah. And they're awkward punchlines. It's not, like, really something that's, like, laugh out loud makes you want to laugh, like, in the middle of a horror film. It's just, like, these two guys that are so awkward, and they're, like, going after her nieces most of the film, and it's just, like, it's just kind of creepy, much. and she's just like okay with it too. Too yeah. much comedy. I've never seen these girls my entire life, but yeah, totally hit on them. Try to get into a relation. It was too <laughs> much comedy for them. Sounds like a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, that their introduction was just a new element, but it was done way late in the film. And uh, one of them is I'm not spoilers. I apologize. One of them is psychic, and she's just introduced way way too late into the film okay to the really nieces matter. you're talking yeah. about okay mm-hmm. um it was great el- like what they're all great elements like someone that was writing there like on page i could imagine this probably looked awesome but this felt like you took five different films took the best parts of those five films throw them all together and tried to hope that it would also make a good congruent film all right 
So so it's like it felt like elements from five different scripts completely. Yeah. That they just patchwork together. For me, at least. For you. Okay. Hey. Hey, I mean, the monster looked cool. The ghost, if you will, looked kind of cool. I mean, what we saw of him mm. in the trailer. But yeah, the trailer for me did and, not do anything. And I think I'm kind of done like following, um, what's her name? It's character around. Well, I Elsa. can't anymore. Really. Yeah, well, yeah, right? Does this lead you right up to oh, yeah. Insidious? She gets the phone call at the end. Oh, okay. Okay. So, that's, I'm interested. I'm wondering if that, that's it then. Because I don't know where they would take the I story. Hope. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there probably will be another Insidious film, but I hope it doesn't center around her investigating. Interesting. I wonder then if it follows the two uh, ghost hunters, her partners, then after that. And I wouldn't want to see that film. Yeah, that's unfortunate. (laughs) Unless uh, Juan comes back on. Hmm. Is it Juan or Wayne? I haven't, I'm not sure. It can be either (laughs) way. But you've said it so many times that I'm not going to Okay, well, it's going to be Juan now. Um, But yeah, so we'll cut that all out. Um, that's a, I really enjoyed Insidious, though. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed Part 2. So. I, I love both of those films. Yeah. And 3 was definitely a different movie. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I guess it, I can't say it was a good Insidious movie, but it was a good horror film for me. It wasn't, like, spectacular, but it wasn't... I think the bar was set so high for mm-hmm. me that I was, I was just disappointed. I was just kind of let down. Because that definitely felt like a kind of straight to cable, like sci fi, you know, channel yeah. kind I of would movie to me. That was a B, this was a C. So. Okay. okay, so that's definitely a downgrade for yeah. me. So I might skip this in the theater then. <laughs> I'll wait for Blu ray. Um, yeah, all right, well, that's unfortunate, but that's okay. You know, we've got a whole lot more horror movies to look forward to. Exactly. So. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for this episode, right? All right, yeah. Uh, we'd like to talk about a few people that just keep giving us love you know uh first we wanted to shout out 12 ounce i mean you're probably listening to us on there right now this morning right good Hopefully, morning right um <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know quench your thirst on sports and pop culture uh they're a radio station featuring great sports talk tons of sports podcasts um our own features fake lou holtz you know so Check them out. Check out all their radio um, station. It's playing live on their website constantly. Uh, another great podcast, Comic Relief. Uh, they discuss anything and everything comic book related. Comics, TV shows, movies. We are They are on uh, iTunes and you can stream them. Yes, yes. And uh, check them out on Twitter too. Um, they're constantly po- posting articles um they're big x-men fans which i'm a huge x-men fan Mm -hmm. so i love you know conversing with them about the x-men on on their uh, twitter page so check them out talkie box uh they talk anything you want to hear eventually (laughs) that's what they like to say and that's the perfect tagline for them so they're (laughs) really really funny uh a funny group uh they've got a youtube channel um they do a lot of their stuff live Mm -hmm. um Give them a watch. Head over to YouTube. Um, subscribe. Are they on iTunes? Uh, I watch them on YouTube, so subscribe <laughs> to their YouTube channel. Mm. Um, just a, a great watch, a great listen. Film Forecast as well is another great podcast. You know, they talk about films uh, and what they think about them. Any of them, all of them. You know, they just kind of cover all the films. All of them. All the films. <laughs> Check them up. And then there's uh, two guys and a game. And they play video games. They love to talk about them. Uh, check out their recent episode. They talk Majora's Mask. Really great uh, Zelda game. Uh, I don't know if Damon's ever played I Zelda. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'll <laughs> nod my head at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Zelda's I played, a great game. I played the original Zelda, right. but yes. Same concept. Okay. <laughs> I bet the graphics Drive are the same. <laughs> Depends on what game you're playing. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, and then last but not least, we have Them Guilty Aces, um, our house band. Um, that's the music you heard at the front. That's the music you're probably hearing right, right now. now. <laughs> um, they're a rockabilly band from Chicago. Head over to iTunes. Download the music if you like what you're hearing. Uh, check out the Twitter page for all the shows um, in the area. Hey, Damon, what else can they do on iTunes? Uh, you can go ahead and you can uh, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Enter for a chance. I mean, you could win $50 to Amazon. What an experience. What a chance. What a prize. I mean, come on. I'm sold. <laughs> uh, three chances of uh, winners. Uh, only one person will win the gift card. Two other people will win other fabulous prizes. Uh, we'll announce that later on. But maybe not as fabulous as the gift cards. So. I mean, they're still close. Come yeah. on. Come on. Let's not sell these people. <laughs> they're good prizes, but they're not $50 to Amazon. All right. But anyway, subscribe, mm. rate, review... Um, we're extending the contest a couple weeks, um, but yeah. we want to get those reviews. We, we do. See. We want to know what you think of us, you know? Yeah, exactly. So we, we want to hear what you guys think, um, you know, and you'll help shape this You know, as long as it's future. five stars. Yes, yeah. Otherwise, you can go screw yourselves. <laughs> um, but no, we want, we want the listeners to help uh, mold this podcast. Exactly. So, you know, if you want to hear more wrestling, go ahead and tell us. If you want to hear more horror movie stuff, go ahead and tell us. If you want to hear... More comics. Let us know. But that's the show, David. That's the show. We're the amazing nerd show, and it's going to stay amazing every episode, every week. Come check us out. We're on Podbean. We're on iTunes. See you later. Damn straight. <laughs>